Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes, yes, yes. A good Friday morning to one and all. Post-July 4th, Friday morning. Mark Malusa, Zach Gelb with you. It is Taz and the Moose. Zach in for Taz here on this Friday morning as we take you for the next three hours right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. we got Mike and Brian across the way. John Fast with your updates as we take you for the next three hours right here on CBS Sports Radio. Hit us up on uh, Twitter, at Mark Malusis, at Zach Gelb, at Taz and the Moose. What's going on, Zach? How you doing, brother? Doing great, Mark. Uh, what a 4th of July it was. I feel like a well, fat kid in a candy store. Of, you're tweeting me pictures of your dinner spread. Well, which, you inspired me. Which was a lot of hot dogs, by the way, if you take a look at that picture. Well, here's the thing. So I went to a buddy's it house. It wasn't evenly balanced. I went to a buddy's house, and they just provided the food, and they said, oh, you used to work at Five Guys. You were a cook. In high school, so make the food go ahead. Really? Mm-hmm. So wait, you cooked the entire spread? Oh, yeah. The oh, hot what? dogs, the hamburgers. I didn't realize you worked at Five Guys. Yeah, I was a fry cook for about five months at Five Guys. For five months, that's it. Yeah, I, I spilled the grease bucket on the first day. It was not a good experience. Well, that's not a good experience, no. I mean, that's like the fat trap, right? Is that what it's you're talking about? Yeah. A lot of grease. It's similar to my experience when I worked at McDonald's. But how did how did everything come out, all right? It was good. Yeah. No one complained. Everyone so what, did you make it. burgers and dogs? Burgers and dogs. You had the tomato mozzarella to start. Had a little uh, salsa and chips. But the problem was... Uh, afterwards, you know, since I'm staying with my sister and her and her husband this weekend, we're watching the house as the parents are in Alaska. Uh, she had a little uh, get together as well, and she's a big cook, Erica. Um, so I come home after already having a big fat meal, right. and there's homemade pasta with the homemade sauce and the sausage. So the Italian in me then said. You can't pass up a nice uh, bowl of pasta. Well, there you go. Well, that's a wait. So your sister made homemade pasta on the Fourth of July. Yeah, it was excellent. More of like a winter meal, no? Hey, I, I agree, but I don't care. It was well, delicious. But there you go. So you basically ate like uh, like a king. I was yeah. I was, was good for you. That's a good nice Fourth of July. And then you were did you stay up for the fireworks? Were you bed uh, uh, to bed by then? I went to bed at about ten thirty. So we had to the uh, medicate the dog. <laughs> Because the dog doesn't uh, enjoy the fireworks, and she's 15 now, the dog. So uh, put a little medicine in the dog. Dog fell asleep in my bed. I fell asleep, and 
Woke up uh, about three hours. Well, that's a nice Fourth of July right there, Zach. Well, um, um, you're, that's why you're chipper as chipper could be here on this Friday morning. Well, that's a good day for you, though. That's a nice day. Yeah, it was so good. you ate twice. You ate two great meals, and yeah, you, uh, you celebrate our nation's Independence Day with plenty of food. Did a little uh, swimming as well. Nice little outdoor <laughs> pool. I had a golf what ball too. I had a golf do? ball. My friend lives on a on a golf course, so I go. It's about six p.m. Let's say. And I go, I got I to gotta go play one of the holes. Right. So we ran out, and we, we started playing. I think it was like the eighth hole, which is in his backyard. <laughs> That's nice. Shanked a shot in the water. <laughs> That's a nice 4th of July. Uh, so, um, Kids good? They enjoy Everyone's it? good, yeah. We, we had a great time. Sparklers. Uh, in Connecticut, fireworks are legal, so lit off some in the backyard. Uncle Steve brought those by. Burgers, dogs, a little kielbasa, some flank steak. The John Fast uh, marinade was just off the charts, ridiculously good. You had a good time with the John Fast recipe with the steak. Oh, no doubt. I talked to John this morning. I go, how was your 4th of July? Don't want to put him on the spot and blast him and get him annoyed with his family. He goes, I think it's his brother-in-law messed up his steak. Oh, really? Cooked it well done. All right, we'll get into that. So I look forward to that. He's not happy. No, I'm sure he's not. Well, uh, I didn't realize John was as big of a foodie and as big of a cook and a little bit of a chef as he is until yesterday. So you learned something. But his recipe for the flank steak uh, was absolutely fantastic. The marinade was great. So we'll get into that as well. Hopefully everyone out there enjoyed their 4th of July. You ate as much as Zach Gelb. Maybe you celebrated as well with some fireworks and your favorite libation or two. Uh, and we'll keep you entertained here for the next three hours. Steven Jackson will join us a little later on in the program. Uh, he's with the Big Three. We'll talk about the Big Three, and certainly as that has uh, gained a little bit more and more momentum, we'll talk about the association as well. And we all wait. We all sit here, and as we celebrate our you know, uh, Independence Day yesterday here in the United States, uh, we all waited for the decision coming out of Toronto on what Kawhi Leonard is exactly going to do. And, you know, every... Four or five hours, there seems to be another report. You know, the latest, Chris Broussard, Fox Sports 1, where he comes out and says the, you know, Kawhi wants the Lakers, he's torn, the Raptors made a strong, had a strong meeting, Drake's heavily involved in the meeting as well. We'll get to that here momentarily, but the Clippers are out. You know, I've heard the Clippers are in, the Lakers are I mean, So you go all the way around here, Zach. We still have no clarity in terms of the Kawhi decision. I will say this: if the you know if Kawhi Leonard really does want the Lakers, then I mean ultimately it's his decision. I don't care what his uncle has to say. I don't care what his business manager has to say. I don't care what his agent has to say. I mean he's the he's going to decide ultimately where he goes. You have the Jalen Rose report saying that ninety nine percent that he's going back to Toronto. It's going to be a two year deal. Then after that two years that. He'll be a 10-year free agent, so then he could get the super max, super max contracts and maximize his value. I mean, around and around we go, and we all, as a, for what we do, and as NBA fans, as sports fans, but covering it on a day-in, day-out basis, Zach, to what we do as as host on, on, a, on a national radio platform, we all wait for the impact of the Leonard decision because it will be significant. I have a headache, and it's not because I had a few beers uh, last night. It's because, you're right, this constant update, rumor, report, no one knows what they're talking about right now. The only one actually that knows what they're talking about, surprisingly, is probably Chris Carter because he seems plugged into the Kawhi Leonard family, and he told everyone yesterday, enjoy your 4th of July, decision wasn't coming. I I hope that this is over today. Maybe it goes through the weekend and we get a decision on Monday. Uh, If it is between the Lakers and Toronto, 
I feel as if, and you're right, it is Kawhi Leonard's decision, but just personally, I feel as if probably it's Uncle Dennis pushing him uh, to return home and that appeal to return home as well. But it w- once again, uh, like we were talking about on yesterday's show, it's probably such a difficult decision if you are going to leave, even if you're going to the Lakers or the Clippers and you're going home because you're a king of a country right now. You just won a championship. How do you leave that there? Well, I mean, you leave that in order to go back home. I mean, that's that. I, I think that's really the deciding factor is, is where does he want to go? I mean, legacy-wise, you can debate, as we talked about yesterday, Zach, you could debate which one would be better for his legacy, right? Going back to Toronto mm-hmm. and maybe win another championship over the next handful of years if he remains a Toronto Raptor. You know, even if he signed a two-year deal but remain there for the next four or five years, uh, that Kawhi Leonard, or even longer than that, if he wins another title up there in Toronto and then brings a, a second championship there, what does that do as compared to signing up with a super team? Because his impact and the significance, the talent would be overwhelming. So where do you grade it out in terms of level of importance? I, I think the draw is to go back home, right? I mean, I, I think that is ultimately be closer to family and friends. Where does he want to raise his family? You know, he's got two young uh, – isn't that what we're talking about ultimately here? I mean, do you think we're getting to the level of where he and Uncle Dennis are, are, are discussing what is the greater impact? No, isn't it a case of quality of life where you want to spend the next handful of years potentially, even if it's just a short-term two-year deal up in Toronto? Do you want to spend the next two years up in Toronto with the Raptors? I mean, isn't that what we're ultimately talking about, Zach, or you, no? Usually with the, the free agency, I look at at three ways, and okay. I never know which way the player goes. Is it about winning? Is it about ego or is it proximity to where you grew up? And if it is for Kawhi Leonard, then he's going to go to L.A. and you'll pick between the the Lakers and Clippers. If it's about winning, I think he goes to the Lakers. If it's about ego, though, you would avoid the Lakers because as we were talking about, you'd be second or third fiddle if you if you go to the Lakers with you know in the shadow of LeBron James. So we'll be winning ego or proximity to being home. Well, but if you're Leonard, you could say winning anywhere. Could you not? If you we're going to put all three, you know, all three organizations across the line, right, and say winning, well, Kawhi Leonard could say, I could win anywhere. I just won in Toronto. So wouldn't the Raptors, Lakers, and Clippers all get a check mark there? Tougher challenge, though, even though he just won with the Raptors and the Clippers. Tougher challenge because if you go to L.A., it, it's it's over. Season's done. They're going to win the championship. Right, if you go to the Lakers. The Lakers. Not, not, necessarily, not the Clippers, but I, I get the point that you're making. But, right, it's an easier he path. He could win anywhere, yes. It's, a pa- it's an easier path with the Lakers, but Kawhi, you can't sit down with a meeting and tell him he can't win there. Kawhi's going to say, I can win of anywhere, course, yeah. right? So he's going to put a check mark in, in either one of those columns, right? Ego-wise. Would you say, you know, if we go down the, you know, the the three, you know, three points of emphasis for you, Zach, ego-wise, you know, what is the, he just won in Toronto, right? He's already being hailed and he's the king of Canada when you look at Canadian basketball. Ego-wise, I would think that either the Clippers or the Raptors get the checkmark column and not necessarily the Los Angeles Lakers because... Isn't he going to have to check his ego at the door if he goes to the Lakers? Exactly. Because that's going to be LeBron's team. Yeah, I would say ego-wise, it's Toronto 1, Clippers 2, Lakers 3. Right. And then proximity to home, I mean, it's Clippers or Lakers. Yeah. So I, you know, if you're going to grade it out there, then you would say the Lakers are a little bit more of a long shot if you're going to look at it where the three points of emphasis for Kawhi Leonard now yeah, you can throw in another one in terms of, you know, storied franchise. And and the Lakers obviously are, uh, you know, have won 16 NBA championships. They're by far greater 
historically. They're a cornerstone franchise for the NBA. So the Lakers might get, you know, he might have dreamt as a kid, Zach. You know, you don't know because he's very, very quiet. doesn't really give you all that much. You know, it, it, it might be a case where Kawhi Leonard has dreamt of putting on the purple and gold of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know that. Yeah, and I don't know what is in terms of importance because I could lay out those three things and he may only value one That's compared true. to the other two. You're right about or, that. And the ego may be the biggest and the ego may be the smallest. Uh, we don't know. And also, I find it very interesting how when a player makes a decision to go home, how, like, for example, Kyrie Irving, I know he grew up in New Jersey. Did you ever know he was a, a New Jersey Net fan no. uh, growing up until no. he released that video the other day? No. And when did they film that video? It must have been like <laughs> 5 o'clock in the morning when they filmed that video. The bridge was completely empty. It looked like the sun was rising. He's talking about he's going home. It's like when they did the same thing with Carmelo Anthony, the Knicks now. Sure. Meanwhile, yeah, I understand he, he was born in Brooklyn, but he was raised in West Baltimore. He's got a tattoo for West Baltimore on his on his left shoulder. Does he really? Yeah, yeah, WB. Uh, uh, Carmelo does. So you look at How it, do you know that, by the way? Uh, someone told me that. Someone okay. told me that. Uh, that he, And then I saw him one night. He wasn't wearing, like, the undershirt underneath. Like, you know, sometimes he was wearing those things. Nothing uh, gets by Mark Melissa. So, yes. Yeah, so he had, like, a WB uh, tattoo on his left shoulder. So that was almost comical. I agree with you. You know, when you talk about coming home and you're Kyrie Irving, you don't look at the – if you grew up in Jersey, you don't look at Brooklyn as coming home. He's thinking, though, as the greater tri-state area – but that video, it's tough to take that video when you go back to the Nike video when he was first traded to the Boston Celtics. Remember that video? Mm -hmm. And he's working out with his dad on the court and saying that he doesn't want number 11 to be worn ever again. And after two years, he couldn't stand Boston. He get get them hell out of the out of the Celtics organization. They're performers. They're entertainers. Oh, no doubt. Kyrie Irving, I'm going to stay here as long as everyone wants me to be here. <laughs> That's exactly and right. And you know what? He technically didn't lie because at the end, no one wanted him there anymore. No, they, they couldn't wait. You're, right. You're exactly <laughs> Get right. Get him out. And they feel like it's addition by subtraction. They feel like Kemba Walker, chemistry-wise, Zach, will fit much better in Steven's system up there in Boston than, than the one for Kyrie Irving. But so Irving decides it was important for him to be closer to his family on the East Coast, right? Tri-state area, right? And... He's got a new house that he that uh, that he bought in in Jersey and be close to to his family, be close to his dad and the like. That's all. That's great and good for him. He has every right to make that decision, but he also made that decision pretty quickly, right? It's been long rumored that it was at first that he wanted to be a Nick, right? And then that changed. Then before the start of free agency, Zach, we heard the stories. Many people, I mean, anybody involved basically said had him go into the Brooklyn Nets, and then he eventually became a Brooklyn Net. We're sitting here, and everyone has got time. Kawhi Leonard, you know, just won an NBA championship with Toronto, had time after winning that championship, and after the 1.5 million people packed the parade route up there in Toronto to think about free agency. We're now sitting here on Friday morning. It's six fourteen Eastern, right? Three, just past three o'clock on the on the West Coast in the morning. Um, and Leonard is yet to make a decision. And you're getting all these reports about certain liens. I mean, I would think if I was a, if I were Kawhi Leonard, I'd have an idea of. It means he's struggling with it. Well, but okay, he, he's struggling with it. But I mean, we talk about factors, don't you think? At some point here, what's going to be? I'll ask you this, Zach. What do you think is going to be the thing that changes his mind or or flips it to where cements the decision? What do you think in Kawhi Leonard's mind ends up being the the final, you know, the the 
the straw that broke the camel's back where he says, all right, here I'm going. I'm going to the Lakers, or I'm going to the Clippers, or I'm going to the Toronto Raptors. What ends up being the deciding point? I guess time. I, like, I wish I could give you a great answer, but eventually he has to make a decision. Right. I, I, I don't know what's the decide because we, we can lay out all the options. All right, but want. if you had to venture a guess, if I ask you, you know, he signs here, what do you think ends up being the determining factor? Is it the Lakers? Is it playing close to home? Is it, you know, returning to Toronto on a short term deal? What, you know, because he just won an NBA championship? Is it, you know, you know, easier? Pat, what do you think ultimately ends up being the determining factor? If customs let him out of Canada? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, if they let him out, all right, he's going out. Here's one thing, though. Yeah. As it goes on, and as the days keep on going on, let's say this goes through the weekend. Yeah. Do you get the sense that means he's more likely leaving? Because if he was staying, wouldn't he have made the decision already? I would agree with that. And, and I thought that I thought when he everything went down on Wednesday and the helicopter was following him and the, you know, the, the two, uh, you know, the – the, the the you know the two black suburbans and then people packing outside of his hotel room. I thought we would have gotten a decision Wednesday night or at least on Thursday um, that that he was returning back to Toronto. I do agree. I just kind of reading the tea leaves. I think the longer it goes, where he does not agree to a deal with the Toronto Raptors, I, I think the better the chances are that he goes back to Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I feel the same way right now. Just yeah. evaluating the situation and. Uh, you know, maybe it's uh, the big deciding factor. You see Drake uh, is offering to be part of the, the record label. Now, I don't know if Kawhi's going to be wrapping it, if it's going to be a, a business uh, financial part of it, but him and Drake seemed very close. They were partying on the stage in Las Vegas after they won the championship. Yeah, they were. I mean, but what does that do for Leonard? I mean, you know, does that – how big of a factor is that for him? I agree with you. And listen, if you're if you're Toronto, you're going to pull out all the stops. So if he and Drake are that tight and that close, it appears to be that they are – and Kawhi Leonard wants to get involved in the music industry, and Drake saying, "I will afford you. You remain with the Toronto Raptors. I'll afford you that opportunity. You're going to take that on." But I mean, is that going to be what decides it? I mean, last year, remember? Well, LeBron could pitch uh, Space Jam too. <laughs> but no, you bring up LeBron and and Zach. That last year, remember, July first, free agency begins. It was the old. Uh, it was the, the decision day before. Came. Right, the decision came down. First guy at LeBron's house in in California in the greater Los Angeles area was Magic Johnson, and they had a three-hour meeting. But they didn't just talk about basketball. What they talk about? They talked about being an entrepreneur and business and business ventures. And Ma- and 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 LeBron wanted to learn from Magic in terms of what to do outside basketball in order to you know continue to profit and and what business ventures to go. In. And he wanted to learn from Magic as being an entrepreneur. Listen, I that seemed to factor in. For LeBron James, even though everyone said he was going to the Lakers, but that relationship with Magic seemed to factor in. We know how it fell apart. Maybe this is a huge factor for Kawhi Leonard. Maybe they realize that having this relationship and a business relationship with Drake will be a a, a turning point and a deciding factor for Kawhi Leonard. I have no idea. And also, I don't know if Kawhi Leonard cares going back to two years ago about the perception of him and how people view him with what happened in San Antonio, but that could be also another thing. If you join this super team, I don't think he will be as hated as, you know, when LeBron went to Miami with the decision or with KD going to the Golden State Warriors and it uh, made the league uncompetitive for, you know, the last three, four years until, you know, the injuries suffered by the Golden State Warriors. But is that something that's on his mind as well? If I leave Toronto where everyone's loving me right now, restored the image, 
uh, from the messy divorce with the Spurs, and I go to the Clippers, no no harm. right? No one's going to kill him if he goes to the Clippers. No. But if he goes to the Lakers, uh, he probably is going to get blasted, you have to think. I would think so, no. I mean, he's not going to get as, as vilified as LeBron. Because he's won before. Because he's won before. And, plus and he's, he's won with the non-super team. And right. And and the the other thing is he doesn't have a distinct personality. You know, people don't care as much about Kawhi as it's they not polarizing. LeBron. Right. You look at... You look at Leonard, though, but I do agree with you. I think all the love and the fanfare that has hit Kawhi Leonard, and rightfully so, and he has changed the complete narrative from where it was a year ago because of what he did and what he accomplished uh, and what they accomplished as a team this past year, that all goes out the window because there will be people that will love to hate the Los Angeles Lakers outside the greater L.A. area that will despise the fact that he went – and create a super team with the Lakers. After the KD injury, I thought KD was going to stay with Golden State. And before free agency did commence, I thought Kawhi Leonard was going to stay with Toronto. We now know Kevin Durant's going to Brooklyn. As I sit here right now, and I've been pretty much sticking by the side of Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto, this is the first day because of how long it's taken. I think he's really deciding, how do I plan this exit? How do I do it to to kind of protect my image. And and I do now believe, I, I don't want to see it happen, but I, I kind of get the feeling that he's going to be a Laker. Exactly. It'll be a disaster if that happens. I don't want to see it, but that's I don't what I see it. I, yeah, that's fair. I'm sticking with he stays in Toronto. From your lips to God's ears. Yeah, I hope you're right. that's, I, uh, I'm sticking with the fact that I think he ends up and remains with the Toronto But is that, you, is that you more so uh, because you don't want to see right it's it's hoping yeah. it's wishful uh, thinking you might be right i mean there's there's probably a significant percentage of the mindset where i'm hoping that that is the case i don't want to zach for what we do and and how big of a fan that we both are of the nba i don't i don't adore super teams um people love the idea of saying well that's what the nba has been all about but yeah it it hasn't gone down like this though i mean you draft well you're able to put together a team that's able to go on a great run, and you're able to add some veteran pieces here or there. This whole idea in one offseason for the Lakers to go from non-playoff, laughing stock, poorly run organization to where having the great recruiter of LeBron James where you trade and you give up a ton to get Anthony Davis and then you bring in Kawhi Leonard, you know that is not you know developing a super team. That's using the power and the influence and the leverage that you have as an organization or these individual players do have to put those guys all together at once. It's it's a little bit different for me, and I hate the idea of the super team. I, I you know People rooted for Golden State to fall. People rooted for Miami to fall. People rooted against the, the Boston Celtics when they had the big three. This would be of such significance, though, it would really dwarf all those other situations, and I... Honestly, I don't. I don't want to make NBA basketball insignificant next year because it will be. Because Especially the- when you have eight teams in the West that could contend for the Western Conference crown. You have four or five teams in the East, and let's also be realistic, Moose. You're going to get a celebration of Magic Johnson, who left the team in the dust and didn't even tell the owner. If they get Kawhi Leonard, this oh is, my god, you're going to have Magic Johnson with his generic, boring tweets, uh, tweeting about this entire situation, and it'll be a celebration of Magic because that's going to be the perception that that chat with Kawhi Leonard is what got him to go to LA. Totally, and agree. I, I will puke right now if Magic Johnson's the one that. Uh, emerges from this as the hero after he said Rob Polinka backstabbed him and now he's buddy buddy with Rob Polinka and didn't he have the courtesy to tell Jeannie Buss who he says she's like my sister that you're going to resign so I don't want to start uh, nothing against magic 
Love Magic, but right now I don't want to be celebrating Magic Johnson after he's handled this. But last Zach, few he will be celebrated. Oh, it'll be not nauseating. Oh, he'll be celebrated. It'll be the conquering hero. Magic came in, saved the day. The family and, of the Lakers. Blah well, blah blah. And blah, that's blah, gonna blah. bother Polinka. You know that because Polinka's gonna get little yeah. to no credit for putting that entire or or putting that together. And, and we get the Lakers are are poorly run, but the Lakers. And we'll get into this next. But think about if they do get Kawhi, and you are right, right? And I'm wrong. And Leonard ends up in a Laker uniform. You can hit it, Brian. And Leonard ends up in a Laker uniform. You look at the very fact of the turnaround for the Lakers in the span of I mean, a month. 90, uh, 60 days? A month they were dead. Yeah, I mean, 45 days. Yeah. Maybe I'm giving them a little bit too much time. I mean, think about the turnaround from being poorly run Trade LeBron. LeBron wants out to now going from that to this. We'll get into that next. It's Malusis and Gelb here on this Friday morning. You're listening to Taz and the Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio, so for a line of 855-212-4227. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Let's head out to Detroit, Zach. It's Rich at CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Rich? Good morning, fellas. What's up, Rich? Hey, look. I'm sitting here and I'm watching the NBA season possibly about to be destroyed before the summer league can even truthfully begin. And if this happens and Kawhi goes and joins the Lakers, um, I just think that Adam Silver and the other general managers, they need to act fast to give the other team some type of chance. And <laughs> they need to not be stupid like they did last year with Golden State and letting Boogie Cousins hang around and not get signed. They need to – somebody needs to trade with Memphis to get Andre Iguodala, and then they need to offer – they don't need big contracts, but a couple of multi-year contracts to Boogie Cousins and JaVale McGee and force the Kawhi Lakers – to pick from the absolute bottom of the bin players that are left. It's simple. It's, it's just don't be stupid. It wouldn't matter, though. Play. If you put those three names together, like you could go and, and go make you know a few other good moves, really good moves at this point. It's too late, though. That team, no one's going to beat that team if they form. Right, but that's what I'm saying. The other GMs need to snatch those players up so the Lakers can't get them. Yeah, you know what, Rich, but does it really matter? Doesn't I mean, matter. you know, I, I, listen, Iguodala could still play, could still help a team out. I get it. But if you put those three guys on the same court together and come playoff time, we know they're going to miss a ton of games in the regular season. And, you know, the the whole idea of the rest and workload and everything like that, and load management, which has become the thing in the NBA. Uh, the problem you have is when they're healthy on the court together, they're not going to need a lot of help. I mean, they're just not but, come but, playoff time. I tell you what, it, it makes a big difference if they got to depend on J.R. Smith and uh, some seven-foot bum 
than if they got Boogie <laughs> Cousins or they oh, got no, I, listen, on the wing. No, I get it. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't. I, I, it would make it more difficult, Rich, but wouldn't you still think the Lakers are going to win it? Yep. Yeah, and I and Rich, you in Detroit, myself and Zach here in New York, we're all feeling the same thing. Anybody but the Lakers. I, you know, go to the Clippers. I, I know it'll bother all the Toronto fans and Jura- everyone that shows up at Jurassic Park and anybody but and, the Lakers in the face of, of of basketball up there in Canada. But really, for the NBA fan, you're hoping that he ends up anywhere but Los Angeles with anywhere. the Lakers. Anywhere, but but I will just leave you guys with this. If you remember last year when this happened at Golden State, everybody already knew that Golden State was going to be the prohibitive favor to win it. But that Boogie Cousins signing, it just took all of the – I mean, it made the other GMs like, oh, I'm not even going to make any more moves. There's no need. You know, we got bailed out by the injuries, but had Boogie Cousins had signed with Golden State and, and the players not got injured – they would have ran away from Toronto and everybody oh, no doubt. else. No, no, I mean, Richard. So we can't exactly. let that happen again. No, I don't disagree. If Kevin Durant's healthy in the NBA Finals, they're not celebrating up in Toronto. There's I mean. nothing any owner, any commissioner, any general manager can do. The commissioner has made this clear. It is a player's league. What the players want, the players get. And if the players want to be buddy-buddy and team up with each other, which would be the uh, complete antithesis of what we think of Kawhi Leonard because he's the super team uh, dynasty slayer. Right. It would be the opposite. So no no one can prevent these players from doing what they want anymore. What they want, they get. Yeah, and and that's fine. And if he wants the Lakers, he's going to end up in Los Angeles with the Lakers. With a a massive eye roll for Mark Melusis. There's no doubt. But for the basketball fan... My for, head will be in the garbage, too. Well, I, I'll, it'll make me nauseous. And, and then we'll go through this fake game like we did with the Warriors. Oh, let's try to pump up the Rockets when they're really not going to beat well, them. But, but, and that's the... It'll make... The, the Raptors, right, too, with right. uh, with the Cavs? And, and, and Zach, the... The NBA regular season gets knocked as it is of being inconsequential, even be more so now. And then you'll get to the postseason where, you know, this year because of some of the injuries and then the, initially the Durant injury, but how well Toronto and the Eastern Conference was great, you still thought that, you know, Golden State was going to win a championship. Even when Durant returned for game five and was before he blew out his Achilles, I, I thought Golden State, as long as Durant could continue to play, could come back from the deficit that we were facing and, and win another NBA championship. We realized how important Durant was uh, to Golden State, how big of a significance and a difference maker he was. And they were very, very top-heavy at the end, and their depth pieces regressed a little bit. You throw those three on the same team out in Los Angeles with the Lakers, I mean, it kills the NBA. It's it absolutely just destroys it. It goes back to where right now we're hopeful that we're going to be talking about on-the-court things to if he goes to – the Lakers. It's back to who is Joel Embiid fighting on Instagram, or that's uh, it. You know who's calling out who in a, in a rap a rap album. This that's what it comes back to. It's all about the the drama, social media that the players will obviously pump up. Because but when you we get back to the right, you're not you're not wrong. But when you get back to the game, the game then doesn't carry the interest of the fan. It's all about the drama and the personalities. Until the second round of the playoffs, basically. Uh, probably. And I would say the entire playoffs in the Western Conference, the only playoffs that would be intriguing then would be in the East. Yeah. That would be it. John Fast is with us. He's got updates throughout the course of the morning. And Unhappy John, too, John. Well, I, I we'll hear about his steak here momentarily, which was overcooked yesterday at his barbecue on the 4th of July. But I will give John credit 
as I did when I first walked in here uh, to the palatial studios at CBS Sports Radio uh, and give him credit for the marinade yesterday that you gave me for uh, the flank steak. It was absolutely fantastic. The marinade recipe. You did it yourself. I did it myself. I just right. gave you the recipe. You just not gave the me the recipe. But the recipe was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's pretty good, right? It was I mean, very, very good. Well, yeah, maybe everyone should, loved it. Maybe you should give that recipe to your dopey family member who messed up your steak. He's not dopey, and he loves it. By the way, it's my brother-in-law, but he overcooks his steak. Unfortunately, he's That's not it. listening, or I wouldn't tell him that. Although he knows that I like it. Uh, more medium rare. He even apologized to me yesterday. He's like, yeah, sorry, I think I left this on too long. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, boy, sorry, if, I messed it if up. you think you left it on too long, and was this it thing on, is, a, is, a, is a briquette. Did you finish it? I had, well, you know, he's, it was a big steak, and he Fed sliced it, to the it dog. up. I had a couple of slices. And that was it. It just, you know. And then you moved on. See, this is the problem I have. Was that overcooked, John? Yeah. Th- oh. This is the problem yeah, I have. Sorry. I have an aunt who can't cook. She, she would she would burn water, you know, if, it, if it's possible. <laughs> Um, we tell her she's an awful cook, so don't go out of your way. John, you are a good cook. Tell your brother-in-law, you mess up the steak, you you become the man of the house, and you cook the steaks. In theory, you're correct, but it's his place. Well, right. It's his place. At well, my you... house, no one touches my grill except me. No one does the cooking but me. At his place, Well, you've got to be asked, too. you got to be walking to that barbecue like Gelb did at his buddy's house, just on, like, uh, you know, the the back nine of a golf course in Long Island <laughs> where they say basically, Zach, since you worked at Five Guys for five months and handled the fryer, uh, you're going to be cooking the entire meal for everybody. Yeah, well, that's what we don't live happen. in a perfect world, so right. it'd be nice. That's not happening. you, you got to be more aggressive with your family. you got to sit them down and say, I'm John Fass. I am the update anchor at National CBS Sports Radio. I'm a big deal if you haven't heard. Enough of you guys. They messing, haven't heard. Unless if you got you, you have to stop messing up the food. And and there's no well done steak. Medium, medium rare. That's it. That's it. Smack around your family. All right. I see how it's done in the uh, Gelb, Gelb family. Yeah, right. You can't mess up a meal. That's it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, take it away, Tom. All right, guys, this report sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. With the way the Yankees have been plowing through the American League East, even a blown save from a Roldis Chapman couldn't slow him down. Into left field, a base hit. Urshela will score. Here comes Judge. He scores. Gardner safe at third. Following to second is LeMayhew. It's a two-run single for D.J. LeMayhew. That's Ryan Rucco on Yankees Radio. That broke a three-all tie in the top of the 10th. Gary Sanchez's three-run homer provided some insurance. Yanks take down the Rays 8-4. Bombers have won 10 straight against AL East teams. They're 17-3 over their last 20 against teams in the division, and they have themselves a seven-and-a-half game lead on Tampa Bay in the standings. And staying in the American League, the Tribe now within six games of the Twins in the Central. Minnesota lost for the 10th time in 17 games with a 7-2 setback in Oakland. Manager Rocco Baldelli, though, not too concerned about Minnesota. Our guys, have again, have been very resilient and um, have not really let any sort of negative energy or anything going on from, you know, having a tough day or two at the ballpark um, carry over long term. Among some of the other highlights from yesterday's baseball schedule, the Cubs snapped a four-game slide with an 11-3 win over the Pirates after Javi Baez was buzzed inside twice. Joe Madden lost it and got ejected, then tried to approach the Pittsburgh dugout. Reds down the Brewers 1-0. Luis Castillo allowed just one hit over seven and two-thirds, striking out nine, sending the Brewers to their third straight loss. Dodgers breeze past the Padres 5-1. Braves outslug the Phillies 12-6. Nationals finished off a sweep of the Marlins 
5-2. And from the NBA, the Nuggets drafted Michael Porter Jr. in the first round of last year's draft, but he missed all of this past season after undergoing back surgery. Denver fans going to have to wait a little bit longer to see him, though, after he reportedly suffered a sprained knee in a scrimmage. He's expected, guys, to miss all of the summer league action. All right. Thank you, John. appreciate that. And people are very, very high up, uh, high on the expectations of Michael Porter out there in Denver. He uh, obviously was a big-time recruit, played the one year barely at Missouri. Fell in the draft. Uh, Fell in the draft because of injury concerns, maybe a little bit of a question of whether or not he actually loved basketball and all that motivation. Different things you hear about young players, which cause him to to fall in the draft. But health was a big concern. Has the back surgery, right, to repair that. The glowing reports over the last, I would say, three, four weeks, Zach, have been off the charts because they thought he was going to be a, a big-time player year two, even though it would be his like kind of rookie campaign in, in the NBA. And now he suffers this knee injury. So uh, he'll be out a little while. Not all that while. He didn't tear his ACL. So it's a, it's a little bit of a knee sprain. But uh, – I think Nugget Nation is all fired up about what Porter Jr. can do for them, especially now the year they just official had. rookie year. No doubt, yes, absolutely. I yeah. mean, they got. I mean, they've got. Yeah, they've got two impactful young players, and they locked up Murray long term. They're locked into him. Um, we know how good Jokic is. Uh, they are. They are a, a team on the rise out there in the Western Conference, and they were hoping that Michael Porter could be one of those young star pieces to throw into the mix as well. And he still could be this year. Yeah, there's a few teams that you look at in the Western Conference that you wonder if they're ready to take that next step. Because we talk about how, as long as Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers, how diverse this could be. Like, you wonder if the Nuggets, who I get were the two seed last year, but if, if they could get over that hump and get to the finals. Like, a team like Portland, uh, Utah. Like, I, I kind of put those three teams together where we know they're really good. And the Rockets I'll put in a different category because of how close they battled it out uh, with the Warriors. And clearly we need to see if the Rockets get over the hump. But those the teams like the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, and the Jazz, they've had some consistency. They've had some success, uh, multiple playoff appearances. You wonder now, with the Warriors injured, how far can they take it next year? Yeah, that's true. You're right about that. But they're one of the teams that are in the conversation oh, no in doubt. the mix. I would tell you that I think the Raptors are down on that list. Uh, not the Raptors. The Rockets are down on that list. If I'm looking at a team in the Western Conference, you know, I'd look at Denver. I'd look at Utah. I love what they did in adding Conley this offseason. Um, and also adding Bogdanovich. Um, I like what they did. I like Portland. You love their dynamic backcourt. I think, Zach, you can make the argument that the Rockets' window is closed. I don't like the Rockets for a few reasons. The CP3 Harden stuff, they could tell you all is fine. The reality is they can't trade that CP3 contract. No, they cannot. So even if they do hate each other, you have to eventually be grown-ups and try to run it back here. I didn't love Daryl Morey's justification a few months ago when he's posting the record of, his below 500 record in the playoffs against the Warriors, but look what the rest of the league does. And then the situation with the coach, D'Antoni. You don't have a contract figured out. There's a lot of smoke here with the with the Rockets, and I'll be curious where their mental state is when the season does start. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's a Friday morning, post-July 4th, wrapping up the work week. It's Malusis and Gelb, Taz and the Moose, Zach in for Taz here. On this Friday morning, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Come. 
Coast to coast, pillar to post, it's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Certainly is. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Zach Gelb, at Mark Melusis, at Taz and the Moose. Three ways you can go about doing that. A good Friday morning to one and all. Welcome aboard. Thanks for tuning in. Sirius and XM206, the app as well. All of our great affiliates across the country. Zach in for Taz the past couple days. Melusis with you. And... And, Zach, we, we touched upon a little bit earlier on in the show in terms of the overwhelming impact and certainly the Kawhi decision and the Drake impact. And we don't know if it's has significance or it's inconsequential um, what Drake's role now is in the recruiting process. And and you mentioned the report out there is, you know, having him work with a record label, being part of the, you know, business venture, business model outside of basketball. And listen, I know Drake bothers a lot of people, and he does rub people the wrong way. And the the shoulder rub of Nick Nurse during the playoffs was a little much. And you know the NBA told the Raptors, the Raptors then relayed the message to Drake that he's got to calm it down a little bit. And the Raptors but, didn't care. No, they did. No, they they for the most part they don't care. But you know we've seen this before, and I'll, I'll give Drake credit. And and people could say, well, he's got tattoos of guys, uh, numbers for guys for Golden State. I think he's got a Kevin Durant, Durant tattoo on his arm of. of just his number 35. You're very big on these tattoos. I've I am. Learned. I am. Well, p- people call it out. And at one point, on one of his concerts, he was wearing a Warriors jersey. So, listen, he plays to the crowd. If you're a guy that's out there. He's a and, performer. And no doubt about it. So, you're going to do Drake doesn't bother me as much as he bothers other people. Does he bother you? I, I vacillated on this. So, the postseason started. I go, all right, enough of Drake. And then as it went on, I didn't care. The thing that bothers me is when you have the game going on. And every two seconds, so this goes to the NFL too, because how many times we see Jerry Jones during a game and then when they lose, we never see him. Um, with with Drake, I don't need to see him every every reaction shot. They're on the road. He's in Jurassic Park. And after every big bucket, they're going to Drake. That stuff I don't need to see. But Drake overall, no, he doesn't really bother me anymore. No, he doesn't bother. And, and, I, I get it. And, and I understand that people get bothered by the fact of the focus on Drake as much as it is. That's fine. And and it bothers me sometimes as a growing up a Nick fans act that all the focus is is that when Spike Lee Spike Lee when people want the reaction of the Nick fan it's all about Spike Lee well Spike Lee doesn't speak for every Nick fan just like Drake doesn't speak for every Raptor fan and isn't he a little bit of a phony fan well, Spike Lee a little bit uh, yeah he is a dabbled little... with the Lakers for a little well, bit right, when I... the Knicks. Well, yeah. the Knicks have always been down. Well, but they've been always, yeah, they've been when down they were for the really last down. 20 years when they were really down, and, and they're really down right now. Yeah, th- that bothered me at the time, but, you know, if you're Toronto, you're going to use the asset that is Drake. Oh, yeah. And Drake is a bigger asset now than I think Spike Lee probably ever was. I mean, sure. I mean, he really is. I mean, the, the role that he could play, and let's, he's an influencer, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, he's had... I mean, he's a multi, you know, he's and a he's multi-millionaire a hundred times over. People love his work, love him as an artist. Um, you know, has done some acting early on in his career. He's played a pivotal role. Guys are locked in. They look at it, and the the modern NBA player looks at Drake as someone of significance and importance. So, if you're Toronto, you're going to play up that. You're not going to downplay it. That's just playing to your strengths as an organization. Sure, and also because you kind of wonder when you're this big time celebrity, how much other big time celebrities impact you, and just their presence in the room. I don't think really changes the pitch. But when they if they could provide you something 
from a monetary standpoint, that maybe is what could maybe move the needle a little bit in one True. direction. True, but let me – okay, we think about the no. – if you think about the great sports fans that are celebrities, right? Drake is probably at the top of that list right yeah. now, right? Drake, Mark Mark Wahlberg comes to mind. He's a big sports fan. He is, right, but Mark Wahlberg is also the guy that left – the Patriots game. That's right, because his kids they, were sick. That's what he said. Quote, unquote, kids were sick. When yeah. they were trailing, that was the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. When they were down 28-3 in that game. So I was I there. Mean, you didn't see me leaving. No, I, I, of course. And I you're a huge Patriot fan. But if you're at the Super Bowl <laughs> and you're a huge Patriot fan, yeah. I mean, you, you're going to find a way to mm-hmm. remain at the game. Mark Wahlberg left that game. I'm looking at it in terms of, I don't think there's a bigger celebrity sports fan in all sports that is a bigger influence than Drake. I would say you're right. Um, the only one I, you know, I know Bieber's a big sports fan, but he's yeah, not but Drake. Nobody, nobody, he's not Drake. Nobody's in, nobody has the relationship with the players that Drake does have with the NBA player. For sure. There's nobody else. Yeah. So Toronto, that's a massive asset. Think about that. I mean, Spike Lee walks into a room as the Knicks are trying to recruit a player. You know, does, does anybody really care? Not I mean, anymore. No, they really don't. Jack, way back when. Maybe with the Lakers. I mean... Maybe when, when Brady Jack walked was... into the Durant meeting and that didn't even matter. Right. Out there in the, out Long yeah. Island as they're having uh, clams and cocktails. That didn't factor nothing. We having clams and cocktails after the show? No, we're not. Oh, no. Okay. No. That's unfortunate. Are you Tom Brady? Am I Tom Brady? No. <laughs> and neither of us are married to Giselle. <laughs> Be careful now. <laughs> you're right. You're married. I'm not. <laughs> Well, coming back, we're going to talk a little bit about Mike Trout. The uh, All-Star Game is upon us. We'll do that next. Taz Booth, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.